Welcome to the Queer Voices Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Larissa Russell. Join us today and each week as we talk to people from the LGBT plus community to share their stories, the good, the bad, and the inspirational. Sharing stories, making connections, saving lives. Welcome. I'm Larissa Russell of Queer Voices, and today I have with me Brittany Uchak. Brittany has been in the health and fitness industry for 17 years, has been out for the last 15 years, and is currently working on pivoting her business to build her speaking career, as well as helping her community release and receive what is necessary to live their best and most authentic life. So welcome, Brittany. Thank you. This is amazing to be here. I am so happy to be in this space on this platform you created. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm excited to have you because it sounds like we actually do fairly similar things in my day job. I work with women specifically to help them move into their most authentic lives. And I love that. In your coming out 15 years, you've been out for 15 years. Is there anything specific that stands out for you? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, And I'm so like the reason why I'm looking forward to being out here on your platform is because I really want to get like raw. I really want to get real and I really want to get vulnerable. Um, So even though I came out 15 years ago, in all honesty, I'm actually only really, truly authentically coming out now. And it wasn't until my, you know, mid thirties when I started to really feel disconnected, like really disconnected from the world. Um, I was so young when I came out, I was just 21. I had no idea what it meant. I had no idea what was up, what I was up against. You know, I grew up Ukrainian Catholic. Um, my parents are very traditional and there was a lot of positive things that came out for me in my coming out story, but there was also a lot of stuff that, you know, was, was really hard and created a lot of struggle, you know, for me, for my family. Um, and it didn't hit me until honestly, until I was in my thirties. And so now I'm kind of, I guess, you know, I had packed all that baggage in, stuffed it down, went off on my way, you know, lived my life, tried to be who I thought everyone wanted me to be, tried to do what I thought everyone wanted me to do. And then, you know, I kind of hit like 33 and I was like, whoa, like something doesn't feel right. I don't feel right. Um, what, what's, what's going on? If that, if, if that makes any sense. It absolutely does, because I was in my 40s when I came out, so it makes perfect sense to me. With that, and, and moving into your most authentic self, and, and sort of trying to figure that out, what would you say has the, been the most difficult part of that? So the most difficult part is, is I had, you know, so this new process that I'm going through, which is, which is amazing, which is all about revealing, you know, releasing and receding. And I had to reveal that I was sitting in this energy of guilt, in this energy of shame, in this energy of depression for so long that I didn't know about it. And at that time, when I was 21, I didn't even know what I needed. I didn't know where to find it. I didn't know, I didn't know how to get support. And it was kind of just about me, you know, standing up, putting my hand up and being and saying like, I am, I am, I am this, I'm gay, but not knowing how to follow it up. And so when I started this new process of revealing, you know, releasing and receiving and realizing that there was so much energy of shame, so much energy of guilt, which kind of started to escalate into depression as I got older and not knowing what it was, um, the struggle was it showed up for me as self-sabotage. And so now I'm on this amazing journey of self-sabotage to self-love. And the self-sabotage showed up different ways. Like for me, it was overworking in my fitness industry. It was overworking, you know, working really hard to prove myself worth 
to myself and probably what I thought to, to my family. It showed up as, you know, doing jobs and getting underpaid. It showed up uh, and I was married. I was married and things really hit me after I got divorced. And the way my marriage ended, um, unfortunately, really took a toll on my self-worth. So the way it ended and what happened in my marriage took a massive, massive toll to my self-worth and really left me like literally hitting rock bottom in 2019. And so it showed up in the form of like alcohol, overworking, you know, using weed, using food. And it was just massive self-sabotage. Relationships took such a hard hit. Relationship with my family, relationship with coworkers, relationship with friends. But the worst part was it was the relationship with myself that took such a such a hit. I didn't even know this for for fifteen years. Literally, literally I've been punishing myself, especially after you know my marriage ended, and I felt so much shame. I felt like I let my family down. I felt like I let myself down, and then it really started to show up as self sabotage in terms of you know food and alcohol and you know putting, you know, hiding myself away. Um, and it was just such a, such a massive struggle. Yeah. I think so many people can relate to that. Right. And, and how, when we don't love ourselves, we do things to hurt ourselves. And there's so many different ways to do that. And, and yeah, so when we can start to move forward and move into our most authentic lives, we can start to look after ourselves, but it's hard work. And Mm -hmm. so what have Mm -hmm. you found that's helped you with that? So, and this is the most beautiful part. So here's what's helping with that. So I got into the revealing part. So, you know, kind of hit me. Oh my gosh. Oh, I've been sitting in all this. And now I'm in the release phase. And so the release phase was, you know, I hit, I hit, kind of hit that rock bottom 2019. I remember it exactly. Larissa, I remember it exactly. I was feeling really low and I am very present on social media for my fitness business. Oh my gosh, throw me in front of, you know, 500 people to talk about fitness. I won't blink an eye. I'm not nervous, but I made a Facebook video and I've never spoken on my social media about being gay, you know, about my process, about what it was like, never spoke about it ever. And so I made this video. I didn't do a live because I was terrified. I was like sweating and I'm just, I made the video. I'm ready to push the button to post it. And I, it was such a vulnerable moment. I ready. I was thought I was going to puke. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when I post this video? You know, what are the reactions going to be? But I just had this overpowering feeling that I needed to, sh- to show up this way. And so I pushed the video or I pushed, you know, post on that video and it went viral. And I, I mean, it was really good. I had a lot of positive reaction, but ever since I posted that video, I did nothing since because I was, I was terrified. It was like that imposter syndrome, right? I can show up as a fitness and wellness coach easily. And then I knew, I knew I needed to help and show up in terms of like, you know, my community and maybe be a mentor you know, or a coach or a guidance for them, but I didn't know how. And so it started to show up as an imposter syndrome. So the magical thing that started to work for me is I had a friend reach out to me. She gave me a phone call. My business has been suffering during COVID. I haven't really been working. So she saw that I made a post, called me up and said, Hey, want to come work for me? Like, come on down, come work for me. I know you're not really working right now. And so for the first time ever, I was working in a non-fitness related environment and I was surrounded by some people that I had never been surrounded by before ever. And these people were so incredibly positive and had such an amazing spiritual energy that I literally found something that spoke to me and spoke to my soul in a way that I didn't even know existed. And I'll talk about it a little bit later when I talk about the releasing, but I found uh, what I call my wolf pack, which is three beautiful women, which truly held space for me emotionally, held space for where I was. And it really allowed me to completely break 
so that I can have a breakthrough. And my friend who, you know, reached out to me, um, she happens to be a coach. And so she helped me through journaling. And I've been journaling forever, right? A lot of people journal. But what I didn't know is I was just writing. I wasn't healing. I was just writing. I wasn't healing at all. And one of the most powerful tools that I have been using to journal and to really start releasing this guilt and release this shame and start and start allowing it to like sit softer instead of so heavy. Oh, because it was so heavy was using um, they're called the Oracle of Severed Energies cards. And so I'd pull a card, you know, I, I would just sit and be like, okay, like what card do I need to pull in order to work, you know, work through this and move forward? And I'd pull a card and then I would just start and I would sit with that card and I would read the description, right? And I would just start writing about it. I would just start writing. And I would literally say that 90% of my work and the stuff that's allowed me to start moving forward has come from this Oracle uh, of the Seven Energy card, along with finding this positive wolf pack that really allowed me to feel emotionally safe. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been fantastic, but we should, um, I did pull a card. So for all the people listening, should we, we, we should do this, right? I pulled yes. a card for us. Okay. Absolutely. This is, oh my gosh, this is going to be so fun. Okay. So before this, I pulled a card for us all. Um, so if anybody's listening, if any of you guys listening, are you kind of feeling, if you're kind of feeling this way, or, you know, you're listening to me speak and you're relating and you're like, yeah, like I, I like to get into some journaling or maybe you're journaling and maybe you're thinking, oh, maybe I'm not journaling the right way. I want to, I want to do this with you guys. So I pulled a card right before this and I swear to you, you cannot make this shit up. This deck is so on point. Every single time I pull a card, it just hits the nail on the head. So the card I pulled for us today was uh, opening to discovery and I'll read it really quick. And after I read it, I sat and I journaled with this card after I pulled it. I'm not going to read you my entire journal entry, but I'm going to pick the points that really resonated for me. So here's the card opening to discovery. Uh, we tune into information from our outer environment, then assign meaning to it without our psyches. Every day, however, the amount of data we sort through exceeds what we're capable of processing. Especially since the advent of the internet, we have been bombarded with more than we could ever hope to absorb. Therefore, it's important to be mindful of what we expose ourselves to. Consistent exposure to unhealthy messaging invites us to a cynical, fear-based worldview. On the other hand, conscious exposure to information supporting our well-being shifts us towards growth and expansion. The choice, though, is not always obviously ours, which is why we must be discerning on a daily basis. The universe is always engaging us. We are part of it, after all, through synchronicity, omens, and other signs that point toward our best path. Our intuition helps us tune in to see our environment like an oracle. However, this new information doesn't always make sense right away. So being curious and non-resistant is key to learning. Today we open to be today we open to receiving important information that may come from an unusual source. The universe wants to help you. But recognizing the way this aid will arrive depends on your willingness to shut out super, super, superfluous noise. Maybe you need to take a break from social media, gossip or the news. Don't let yourself get distracted. Listen without attachment and see what arises in your life. Expect a message from the universe and you shall have it. Crazy, mind blowing. So I sat with this card for a little bit and I sat with it and I, and I had a big journal entry, but I'm just going to pull, um, pull the key points so you can kind of get an idea of what journaling with the Oracle seven energy card is like. So after I read that, I thought back to, you know, when I first came out and here's some key points. So for me, for me personally, I so badly wanted to be who everyone wanted me to be. 
and who I thought I was supposed to be that I, I became a chameleon. I really did. I became this little chameleon. And in the beginning, when I was first realizing this, I kind of sat, sat back, but as I, you know, after I came out and I started to turn into this chameleon, I kind of did the opposite. Instead of sitting back, I stood out and I, and I became this like, you know, charismatic, energetic, fun loving type of person, you know, so that everyone liked me. Um, and also was that I didn't know who to surround myself with. I had no idea. And so I chose people who were on the same vibration of me, which at the time wasn't a good vibration. I really was constantly exposing myself uh, to the people with wrong energy, to others who maybe had been, you know, bearing some of this stuff. I was listening to the wrong messaging that was coming through. You know, my family is very religious. Other people in my family are very religious. And so the messaging that I was really hearing was, well, you're not enough. This isn't what you're supposed to be. This is not what you're supposed to do. This is not who you're supposed to be. And so I was really listening to the wrong messaging. And I wasn't sitting, listening to myself and being authentic to myself. And so for me, this is kind of how this card showed up. And it wasn't until I like sat back, removed myself, that I could sit in this new energy. And when I started to feel disconnected, you know, I didn't listen to it in the beginning. I felt it, but I just, oh, I like, I was like a little bull, a little bullhorns. I like put my head down and I powered through. And then I got older and I sat back and I, and I actually listened to this disconnected feeling and it was like, oh, something, something is not right. Um, so yeah, these cards have been amazing. So, I mean, if you're listening you can go back and reread what I read for the, um, for the card for opening to discovery and kind of listen to my journal entry, but really sit with it. And just start writing. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong. And I'll tell you right now, don't journal like someone's going to read it. That was the mistake I made. I would sit and write all nice and neat like someone was going to read it. No, no, no. No one's going to read it. Don't. don't you got to journal raw. You got to journal raw, real and vulnerable, right? Yeah. I'm just like, wow. Wow. Um, I'm a huge proponent of journaling. I use it in all yeah. my programs. So I think it's so important. And I use Oracle cards quite often. Yeah, Larissa. <laughs> And I'll make sure to get the um, information so that we can let people know about this particular deck if they're interested. Um, But I think, I think it's really important what you said too, about being raw and vulnerable in your journaling. So many people are worried someone's going to read it. And there's so many ways you can deal with that. You can, you know, write in four different directions on your page and cover it up. You can tear it up and burn it. You can get rid of it whatever you need to do, but you need to release your true self to the page because otherwise you're not, it's not helpful. Right. No. And you're not healing. You're just, you're just writing, you're writing, you're writing, you're writing, and you're not, you're not like pulling off the layers of the onion to to really do the healing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So don't worry about what other people may, may or may not see. That's not what it's about. Um, It's about you and, Mm -hmm. and just releasing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's amazing, the work that you've done. And moving forward from there then, so now you've got this new practice and and how has that changed your life? Oh, it's just, it's allowed me to receive now, which is amazing. So, you know, I said, I found, I found this beautiful wolf wolf pack now. My wolf pack is not, and they aren't in the community. They aren't. But they've allowed me to be vulnerable with my feelings because I was never really emotionally vulnerable. I didn't trust anybody with my emotions because I didn't know who to trust. Um, 
And so it's been beautiful because I've been able to receive them. Uh, I've been able to utilize other avenues because you, there's so many out there. There's so many, right? You know, if you're listening to this and you're struggling, there's so many avenues, you guys, you need to do what's right for you. And you need to make sure, you know, you can use mentors, you can use coaches, you can use me, Arissa, this podcast, you know, there, there's other Facebook communities, groups, like there's so much out there. And one avenue is probably not going to get you what you need. But you kind of got to utilize all of them. And you have to know that I think not, I think I know, I felt like I had to do it all alone. Like I literally felt like I had no one that was going to really help me. I was hurting. I was really hurting, especially after my marriage ended. That took such a hit on me. Um, and I was just, I literally felt emotional pain every day. And I, and I just remember thinking, well, like you have to deal with it. You, you, you got to deal with it on your own. No one else is going to help you, but you need to know that you don't have to do it alone. And so for me, all this, all the shame and the guilt and the tough times and the self-worth really, it's all just lightened up. It doesn't sit so heavy anymore for me. And it's also allowed me to have some uncomfortable conversations with my family that I couldn't have before because I was too scared. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's opened so many doors. It's opened so many doors. I feel so much lighter and so much happier. And I'm really hoping now that, you know, I can show up and be more visible in the community and really start putting tools out there for others that will really help them. And, and they'll have them in their tool belt now for, for their healing process. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that's really important as we are, we're reaching out to the youth, right? Like that's our goal. I don't, I don't know who's listening, but that's our goal is to reach to the youth mm-hmm. because we know as people who have been there, been there, done that, it's, it's not easy. And so if you can learn some of these tools and find some of these resources and knowing that you're not alone, that there are people out there, they may not be the people you know right now, but there are people out there and it's just a matter of finding them and finding your place, finding your, your um, wolf pack, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah. Finding, yeah. finding who you belong to. And, and that's really yeah. important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Brittany, do you have any final thoughts before we go? No, I don't think I just, you know, just know that you're not alone and you don't have to carry this heavy weight with you. And it's tough. Like you know, growing up nowadays is hard enough as it is, whether, you know, whether you're trying to find your way in, in the LGBTQ community or not, but there's always people like we have a whole community behind you. You know, we're always here for you. Again, you just got to go out. You got to put, do a little bit of work and you got to go out there and find the people. And you have to find the people that are positive and allow you to be you and create space for exactly where you are. And please know that it's a process and you can take whatever time you need in order to like, to see that process through. It doesn't have to be a God, I got my hand up here I am. I'm jumping in. It's me. Like I am, I am, I am. Um, you got to, you got to do what's worth, what's for you. You got to do the work on the pace that's best for you. Uh, you got to find your wolf pack and, uh, yeah, just, just be proud. Just be proud. I love that. I love that. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I think it's so important that people share their stories. And yeah. so I really do appreciate you coming in and doing that. Oh, well, thank you so much for asking me. I was very energetically drawn to this podcast. I was like, yes, this is going to be amazing. But thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. 
Yes, well, thank you. And for those uh, who are listening, thank you for being here to witness another story in the life of our community. Thanks for listening to Queer Voices. Our goal with Queer Voices is to help our youth know that they're not alone. Our suicide rate for LGBT plus youth is as much as eight times higher than hetero youth. This is not acceptable. When our youth find acceptance, this number drops significantly. Save a life today. Show your child or an LGBT youth in your life that you care. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes so we can help get the word out. Sharing stories, making connections, saving lives.